Hey there friends, it's Nick. So I've been reading a piece on Michael Pollan's new book, This Is Your Mind on Plants. Pollan is a, an American journalist who, quite a few years ago now, wrote this brilliant little book called Food Rules. And he, I think from what I remember, he'd got fed up with all of the conflicting advice on what we should eat and how we should eat and all that kind of stuff. And he decided for himself as much as anything, that he was going to dive into this research. He was going to really get to the bottom of what uh, of what we should actually be doing as a species. And the book's really great. It's a very short read. But also, one of the things he did, which I think is fantastic, is he really summarised his, his findings into one sentence. Three clauses. One sentence, three clauses. And I I may get this slightly mixed up, but it was it was to the tune of eat food, comma, mostly plants, comma, not too much, comma. And that sounds very simplistic, but there's a lot of wisdom, I guess. There was a lot of wisdom in that sentence because, for, for example, in that first clause, he was talking about eating food. As opposed to, because you might think, yeah, well, <laughs> what else would I eat? But he meant as opposed to what I think he called food-like substances. <laughs> the food-like substances that sit on the shelves of every supermarket and every corner shop and in our cupboards and our freezers and our fridges. And what he was really talking about, of course, was don't eat processed foods. Uh, all of this highly highly processed foods that don't exist in nature. I think it might have been him that said, if it's wrapped in a packet, it's not food. And then, of course, mostly plants, because we we evolved to eat mostly plants, and not too much, which is the other thing. <laughs> and the not too much was always the bit of his advice that I, I struggled with. Anyway, this is all by the by, really, because Pollen has written a new book, as I say, called This Is Your Mind on Plants. And one of the things he talks about in that book is the kind of the the drug that humans can't get enough of, which of course is caffeine, coffee and tea and what have you. And what he says is really interesting actually. He talks about how caffeine promotes one of the two types of consciousness that cognitive psychologists talk about. And this is not something I'd heard before, but it's one of those cases where a metaphor just illuminates, ho-ho, you'll see why ho-ho in a minute, illuminates an idea. And what they're talking about is the difference between spotlight consciousness and lantern consciousness. And of course, spotlight consciousness, which is one of the things that caffeine makes easier, is when we really need to focus on a single thing, on a single point of attention. And, it, and of course, that makes it very good for thinking, very good for reasoning, very good for working through a particular problem and along with he makes the point that along with electric light um or I, I suppose gaslight would have worked as well but but along with uh, artificial light caffeine sort of opened up the prospects of us being able to focus and being able to work way past the point where we might normally have done that and for many of us and i'm drinking a lot of coffee at the moment because i'm in this fasting thing um for many of us, you know, we kind of need that shot of caffeine in the morning just to get started. 
So anyway, focus attention is one of the two types of attention. The other one is lantern attention. And again, a lovely metaphor because we can immediately get a sense of the difference. Rather than that tightly focused beam of light, we have something that is illuminating a broader range of things. And according to Pollen, this is the kind of attention that, that young children um, typically have. This is the type of attention that people on psychedelic drugs typically have. And I would also say that in a general sense, this is the type of attention that people have when they are being creative. Because I think, you know, I've talked about this before, but but the essence of creativity, of course, is this this connecting disparate things and looking for connections between things that that seem to have none. And I think this is one of the um, this is the one of the ways you can spot both spot creative minds at work, but also but also enhance your ability to be creative. I mean, I've I've got essentially I've got two chairs in this studio, right? And one is the one that I'm sitting at now, which is my desk chair and it's in front of my computer and in front of my microphone and what have you and the other one is my thinking chair which sits in the other the opposite corner next to all my books or next to some of my books and what I'm doing there is very often I mean sometimes I'm just reading a particular book but very often what I'm doing is taking two or three books looking at different ideas and different things and looking for those connections i'm always trying to train my brain to see what's the like i've just been to the barber what's the connection between i don't know the barber and uh caffeine and i could look at those two things i could hold those two things in my mind and think well okay there's there's customer service connections there's attention to detail connections why does the barber need spotlight consciousness yeah and what's the advantage for him when he's in lantern consciousness he might be listening to other conversations you know all these things start to trigger in my mind and, and sometimes um if you stay in that kind of um mind wandering free association sort of mode well very often for me i will find a connection and that connection will be something that i wouldn't have thought about because rather like edward de bono's idea of lateral thinking these are thoughts and creative thoughts that you can't you can't get there by deduction. You can't deduce your way, you can't logic your way to them. Because our minds don't work that way. So anyway, spotlight consciousness and lantern consciousness. Uh, I think that's quite interesting. And um, it's one of those things when we're able to master both, we can help make our story mean business. Bye now. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.